Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. In the drawing room, a group of suspects gathered. The detective has solved the mystery. Ladies and gentlemen, the butler did it. <laughs> You'll never catch me. The butler darted to his getaway car. But what he didn't know is this is a Nissan sales event ad. Wait, what? And his car is no match for the detective's Nissan Rogue or its standard VC turbo engine. Save on one of your own at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Now get 0% APR financing for 36 months on select models. Availability is limited. For well-qualified buyers, 0% APR financing for 36 months available on new 2023 Altima Rogue and Pathfinder when financed through NMAC must take delivery from new dealer stock. 36 months financing at $27.78 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary subject to residency restrictions and NMAC credit approval. Not all buyers qualified. Dealer contribution may affect actual price set by dealer. Contact dealer for details. Offer ends 2 Good music is what we want to hear. What do you mean, good music? It's what we dance to, what our children will dance to. And if you don't want to play it, then take your records and go home. Did you have a band? Good or bad? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the air. Welcome to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis, the pop music critic at the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Greg Cott. I write about rock and roll for the Chicago Tribune. Today on the world's only rock and roll talk show, Jim and I hand the Desert Island jukebox reins over to some of our favorite musical guests. We ask guests including Franz Ferdinand, The Hold Steady, and The Flaming Lips what song or record they take with them to the Desert Island. You're listening to Sound of Pains, and time now for our 2009 Desert Island Jukebox Special. That is Stranded by the Australian 70s punk band, The Saints. 
Usually you hear that song at the end of the program, signaling that it's time for either Greg or me to pick a song we can't live without and play it for you on the Desert Island Jukebox. It's one of our favorite segments on the show, a chance for us to highlight some key piece of music in our personal critical canon. Today, we're going to flip the script and turn this age-old rock question over to some of our guests. That's right, Jim. Whenever an artist or a band visits the show, we sneak a last question in before the interview wraps. What record or song would you take today if stranded on a desert island? We've gotten a lot of great answers over the years and even some surprises. Let's start with Saul Williams. Greg, the poet and songwriter, came by our studio in 2008 after releasing his Trent Reznor-produced album, The Inevitable Rise and Liberation of Niggy Tardus. Williams combines a lot of different genres. It was a real treat to have him here. Hip-hop, rock, punk, electronica, you name it. But when we asked him to choose a single tune to take to the desert island, he went with a classic. Wow, it might have to be um I might have to I might have to go with James Brown. Yeah, I might have to go with like a live Ooh, yeah. We listened to this live <laughs> James Brown the Olympia, uh, what is it, 1971 live in Paris? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um I might do a live James Brown. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd have to do one of the live James Brown concert recordings cuz that that would sound crazy on that island. And yeah. Paris rather than the Apollo, huh? Mm, you know what? Well, Apollo was earlier era, so this yeah, is like the bo- bo- this, this is, is the Bootsy Collins era, James Brown kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think I'd have to choose between the two. I don't know which one. I don't know if it'd be the '67 one or the '71 two. The '71 one. I tell you, yeah. we're generous. You can take the box set. Yeah, he's okay. Got, yeah, <laughs> you. just take the whole live. See, you try to pin him down to one. And he wants seven already. He's yeah. greedy. He wants it all. He wants it all. <laughs> James Brown. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, the bell's a 
You're listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott here with Jim DeRigatis, and this is our Desert Island Jukebox special. We passed the reins over to some of our favorite guests, and that was Brother Rap from James Brown's album, Love, Power, Peace, live at the Olympia Paris in 1971. It's a record our 2008 guest Saul Williams said he couldn't live without and chose to add to the Desert Island Jukebox. Saul Williams, like a lot of the artists and bands who visit Sound Opinions, is a huge music fan, a super geek after our own hearts. But perhaps two of the biggest were Alex Kapranos and Nick McCarthy from Franz Ferdinand. We sat down with them in May, and we certainly got the impression that they could give us a run for our money as critics. It was a real treat to get them to answer what record would they take to the Desert Island. Desert Island jukebox pick for yeah. today. Uh, you can take one record of the Desert Island today. Uh, songs of Leonard Cohen. Right, um, I'll take a specific song. It's uh, Ohio by um, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Uh, loving that song. Oh, okay. Let's do Ohio first, and then we'll get back to Leonard Cohen. <laughs> so Nick so, picks Ohio. Yeah, why Why Ohio, Nick? I don't know. I got it off a friend a few months ago, and uh, yeah, I've just been listening to it ever since. I just absolutely, it's so simple. We tried playing it. Yeah, a few, we were playing few, it the other day. Uh, a few days ago. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. such a simple song. It's so incredible. I love the the harmonies and Neil Young. Um, I suppose Neil Young wrote it, didn't he? I Neil think. Young wrote. Yeah. You know the story, yeah. right? Uh, no? no, I don't know the story. No. You know the the killings happened at oh, that's Kent well, State, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, but. But it was literally within four or five days that, that Young wrote the song, got Crosby, Stills, and Nash into the studio. They recorded it, and it was on the street within a week of that happening. Really? And, and at radio, wow. which so is, good. you know, yeah. especially considering how difficult it used to be to get something through yeah, the system yeah, 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 yeah. pre-internet. Now, That's you know, you amazing. go to your Mac and you, yeah, you put yeah, it on. Yeah, sure, I mean, it's, yeah. it's something that should be happening more in some ways. You know, like it's – in some ways, I, I really admire the – the balls of those guys yeah. at mm-hmm. that time, like to get up there and protest. And it, I, I've, I've got to say, like, uh, I, I kind of wish there were people who, who could do that nowadays as well. You know, like yeah. just, just to say, hey, you know, this is a situation. This is how I feel about it. And you're right. Things have changed so much as well. It, it, it is really easy to, to come up with your idea and then get the idea out to the world instantly. Well, here in the States, we, we talked about this a lot. We did a whole show about it. It was amazing how many musicians rushed songs onto the net within days of the invasion of Iraq. Was right, that was that right. happening in the UK at all? I mean, everybody from the Beastie Boys and R.E.M. and somebody, you know, big and square like, what's his name, from Indiana... John Mellencamp. John Mellencamp. I, I, I down think, to, you know, infinite number of punk well, I, fans. I, I know that Billy Bragg, you know, puts yeah. something up, you know. Yeah, yeah Billy that. Bragg does, yeah, yeah. I, I know that he was down there with Kate Nash as well during the last, the G8 demonstrations in London oh, yeah, recently, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, he's, I, I, think, I think Billy Bragg's like a great protest singer and probably the best British contemporary but protest singer. But the, the sad part about it now is you can throw that stuff on the net and, you know, it's going to be out there. But Ohio was a song that got out there, and, and commercial radio stations were playing that song. Right, okay. Like, it was instant protest, and it was, uh, it was heard all over the nation. And now it's kind of like, you know, no commercial radio station is going to play any right, protest right. song, okay, you know? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah right. sure.
That was Neil Young's 1970 protest song, Ohio, on Sound Opinions. Uh, Nick McCarthy of Franz Ferdinand's choice to bring to the desert island. His partner in Franz Ferdinand, singer Alex Capranos, went in a different direction. He went with the 1968 album, The Songs of Leonard Cohen, and we talked to him about why. Well, as far as your pick of Leonard Cohen, Alex, I was just giving Mr. Cott some uh, guff moments ago. He wrote this uh, loving eulogy to the song Alleluia to preview Cohen coming here to do a show. Well, what is it about Cohen and his music that speaks to you? Um, his songs have always moved me. Uh, I, I think he's a, a very poetic writer, and I actually find it difficult to say that because I, I feel that good lyrics and poetry are separate things, and you, you should always respect good lyrics as being something else. But you know what he does? There's, there's no... No opaqueness to his lyrics. They're, they're evocative and have very strong imagery. They're direct. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can picture immediately. And that is, you have to have a real talent to be able to do that. It's, it's very easy to write a florid piece of imagery that means sod all. You know what I mean? <laughs> where, where, whereas, whereas I think Cohen, uh, his, his imagery is, is, is beautiful. And of course, like most people's songs and, and particular songwriters mean something to you at particular times in your life. And, uh, when I was an adolescent and beginning to write this, write on the guitar myself as well, Lana Cohen is a, a, a big part of my life. And, uh, and especially those, that first record as well, which is essentially him and a nylon strung guitar and a couple of girls in the background singing along, but, mm-hmm. The, the simplicity you of imagine it. Imagine those was, girls, don't you, when you're a teenager? Yeah, yeah like, you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> and you think that if a them. guy who sings uh. like that and looks like that can get girls like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. there's hope for me. Yeah. My, my, one of my first ever girlfriends, my first ever serious girlfriends, was obsessed with Leonard Cohen as well, and her her life ambition was to be one of those girls singing in the <laughs> yeah, background. <laughs> I mean, well, she's still got a chance, hasn't she? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, we were lucky enough to see him like a week and a half ago at Coachella. Right, yeah. that was, it, was it, it, it was really, amazing, wasn't it? Like, really, really incredible. And yeah. I found it amazing how, how, how low his voice is. You know, mm. it's, it's like his voice is, has dropped a semitone every year of his life. So it's, <laughs> it was, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it is. It's like, it's like the rumble of a huge truck engine turning over. It, it's, it's incredible. Let's take a listen to Suzanne, the first track from... Uh, Alex Caprano's Desert Island jukebox favorite, The Songs of Leonard Cohen, on Sound Opinions. Suzanne takes you down to her place near the river. You can hear the boats go by. You can spend the night beside her. And you know that she's half crazy. But that's why you want to be there. And she feeds you tea and oranges that come all the way from China And just when you mean to tell her that you have no love to give her Then she gets you on her wavelength And she lets the river answer that you've always been her lover And you want to travel with her 
And you want to travel blind And you know she will trust you For you've touched her perfect body with your mind And Jesus was a sailor When he walked upon the water And he spent a long time watching from his lonely wooden tower And when he knew for certain only drowning men could see him He said all men will be sailors then until the sea shall free them But he himself was broken long before the sky would open Forsaken Almost human, he sank beneath your wisdom like a stone. And you want to travel with him, and you want to travel blind, and you think maybe you'll trust him, for he's touched your perfect body with his mind. Suzanne takes your hand and she leads you to the river. She is wearing rags and feathers from the Salvation Army counter, and the sun pours down like honey on Our Lady of the Harbor. And she shows you where to look among the garbage and the flowers there are. Heroes in the seaweed There are children in the morning They are leaning out for love They will lean that way forever While Suzanne holds the mirror And you want to travel with her And you want to travel blind And you know you can trust her For she's touched your perfect body with her mind Leonard Cohen with Suzanne from the 1968 album Songs of Leonard Cohen on Sound Opinions. Alex Capranos chose that as his Desert Island jukebox when the band visited the show earlier this year. We're going to take a quick break on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. And when we return, we're going to offer more of our Desert Island Jukebox special for 2009. We're going to hear Desert Island selections from Phoenix, The Flaming Lips, and more. You do something to me that I can't explain. closer and I feel more pain in my heart. We got something Love 
How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to spend a holiday away across the sea? Welcome back to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott, and you are listening to our Desert Island Jukebox special for 2009. Frequently at the end of the show, Greg and I take turns adding some songs that we can't live without to the Desert Island Jukebox. Now we're letting some of our guests be the programmers. We recently hosted the electronic dance punk artist Peaches. We aren't going to air that performance and interview until 2010, but we thought we'd give you a little bit of an appetizer now. Peaches is truly in a class by herself. As a lyricist, as a gender-bending feminist icon, as a groundbreaking electronic musician, we, frankly, had no idea what she <laughs> would play when we posed the question, you know, what would you take to the desert island? Oh, I'm, I'm always going to take Purple Rain to the desert. Really? Yeah. Why is that? All-around amazing album. Now, were you a fan of the movie first or, or, the, or the music? Music first. Actually, yeah. I saw the movie later. Because a lot of people came to it the other way around. They didn't know who Prince was, and they, they went and saw this movie, and they sort of fell in love with the music. But you were the other way around. You were he- hearing the songs on the radio, or somebody had the record in your house? or uh, It was a favorite with me and my boyfriend. Uh-huh. Any particular favorite track, one, one song from that record? Die For You. I All went right. to see Prince play. I, sl- I finally got to see him play live. Recently? Yeah, in Paris. I got and to see him on the second night after he played all the hits. So he was just doing covers and jams, and jams for like yeah. three hours and then seven encores. And then, yeah. then the last song, Purple Rain, sent a 10-minute version. So. Oh, so that was a good night. It was satisfying. Because you never know. I mean, Greg and I have seen some of the most amazing shows we've ever seen have been Prince. And then sometimes, you know, he brings Najee out and it becomes like light jazz for two hours. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And was he moving around okay? Because people are saying that he had, he's been having some hip problems lately. I seem pretty hip to me, I don't know. (laughs) Here's I Would Die For You from Prince's Purple Rain, a record our guest Peaches added to the Sound Opinions Desert Island Jukebox.
Prince with I Would Die For You from Purple Rain, an album we dissected not long ago on Sound Opinions. Peaches is taking it with her now to the desert island. What will the members of Phoenix pick? We had the French band on the show in October, and Greg, you could tell that these guys take their pop music, French, American, and every other nationality, very seriously. So we were really interested to hear what song or record they couldn't live without. First up is guitarist Laurent Bronkowitz. Melody Nelson by Serge Gainsbourg, maybe. You know this one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so I French. I love all it's those so good. Serge Gainsbourg records. Yeah, they're, they're really good. He's really, really, really amazing. He's like the patron saint of French pop music, right? I mean, is that he's the only one. He's like a monotheist, uh, you know, just the only god, only god. But now, now, which which period is that from him? Wh- which one did you say? Uh, Melody del Son. It's okay. It's, that's know, the yeah. that's the pop record because right? he had the world beat phase, he had the pop phase, and then he had just I want to get nasty <laughs> in bed with Jane Birkin <laughs> phase. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah he had a lot of phases, even a reggae a reggae one that you might might not know. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he was very ahead of its time, but after you know when he was very old, he was you know more like a, a character than a real uh, person. Mm-hmm. That that became a bit strange but when yeah until maybe the early 80s only you know very very good music with a lot of experimentation and panache mm-hmm. we love him Serge ça c'est l'histoire de moi-même Personne n'a jamais pris dans ses bras, ça vous étonne, mais c'est comme ça. Elle avait de l'amour pour vous. Elle en avait. Ces jours étaient comptés 14 automnes et 15 étés. Un petit animal, une adorable garçonne, et si délicieux enfant. Je n'ai connu qu'un instant was Ballad de Melody Nelson by Serge Gainsbourg on Sound Opinions, a song chosen by Phoenix's Laurent Bronkowitz. He said he couldn't live without it. Greg, we couldn't have asked for a better selection from a French musician. You're from France, you love music, you gotta love Serge Gainsbourg. We posed the same question, though, to his bandmate Thomas Mars. Hottest band in the world today, Phoenix, really. And here was an answer that was a little bit more surprising. What about you, Thomas? You've got a microphone. Um, which record? Uh, there's so many. There, there's one which is maybe um, the most foreign. It's the record I would have never bought because of 
It's the D'Angelo, the Voodoo record. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, a favorite of ours. Uh, it's a record that came out of nowhere. It was the. It's actually a record that changed our way how we write music, and it 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 was a nightmare for us because for six or eight months we were so into this record that we couldn't write anything. You know, it's a. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a Wagnerian. Uh, it you just. It's too heavy. <laughs> He's created a whole world on that record. But yes, it's not like anything else. And I remember what I loved about this record is that it would divide people. A lot of people that pretended that they were music connoisseurs, they would say it's done the wrong way. You know, it's done. They, he doesn't play. The beats are wrong. So it was a great. It was really a new step, yeah, for music, and uh, it's one of our favorite records. And I wish he would do a, the next one. Let's take a listen to Playa Playa, the first track from Tomas Mars's DIJ selection, D'Angelo's Voodoo on Sound Opinions. listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott here with Jim DeRogatis, and that was Playa Playa from D'Angelo's 2000 album Voodoo. It's a track that Tamar Mars, the lead singer of the band Phoenix, said he'd take with him if he was stranded on a desert island. Uh, I can't argue with that selection. Phoenix visited the show earlier this year, and if you'd like to take a listen to their interview or any of the conversations with artists featured today, visit our archive at soundopinions.org. You can also check out their live performances and photos. Coming up next on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media, Jim and I hand out more quarters to our guests to drop into the Desert Island jukebox.
Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott, and we've been spending this episode stranded on a desert island. But luckily, we've got lots of great music in the jukebox to keep us company. Over the past couple of years, we've asked some of our favorite guests to tell us what song or record they'd like to add to the Desert Island Jukebox. We just heard the selections by the members of Phoenix, and now we go from a quintessentially French band to a quintessentially American one, the Hold Steady. We spoke with lead singer Craig Finn, guitarist Tad Kubler, and keyboardist and accordion player Franz Nikolai last January. The band is known for its, uh, you know, kind of meat and potatoes, bar band style, beat-inspired rock. But like the members of Phoenix, they know their rock history. So it wasn't a surprise that Craig Finn immediately had his answer. I always, I have a default on this. I always say The Replacements, Let It Be. It's my favorite band. It's my favorite record by them. I Will Dare, the first track, is my favorite song ever. That's I Will Dare by The Replacements, Craig Finn's favorite song ever, and one he'd like to add to the Desert Island jukebox. Moving on to his whole steady bandmate now, Tad Kubler. Ooh, this is a rough one for me. I, I pro- it's prob- I'm going to have to default and go with um, probably Physical Graffiti. Zeppelin. Because it's, it's so big. Well, it's a double album. It would keep you very busy on the Desert Island. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And you'd have to the vinyl, so you could flip it over. That would take even more time. So yeah, yeah, kill more exactly. time that way. That's cool. As I'm yeah. starving and withering away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
That was Led Zeppelin's classic Cashmere from the 1975 album Physical Graffiti on Sound Opinions. The Hold Steady's Tad Kubler wants to add it to the Desert Island jukebox, and who are we to argue with him? The next pick is from the band's keyboardist, Franz Nikolai. That may be another story. The record that had the biggest influence on me was Mercury by American Music Club, but I don't know if I'd want to have to live with that on a desert island that's a little heavy. Yeah, it's kind of heavy, yeah. So Mark Geitzel over an extended period of time might be a little too much. It, but, it uh, could be. It in, could a de- be. in a tropical setting, this is probably a tropical island. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to get back into the accordions. And so. Mark Geitzel, uh, my, my, my great Mark Geitzel story is uh, I'd, I'd seen him play a show, and I, I saw him afterward. At you know, We were the only two people in this like late-night pizza place going for the slice you know, yeah. on the way home. And I go, that was a great show, man. How'd you feel get, coming off? You must have felt great. He goes, I felt like machine gunning the entire audience. <laughs> <laughs> and he was absolutely serious. It was not like I was waiting for the punchline to drop. It was no. He was, wow. he was not joking. So How okay. was, was the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I said, I'll, I'll see you, man. I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Cap Street is an underwater cave That's filled with crutches and canes and faces that were washed away Away from innocence and pain They don't care You lost the one They just want to get the whole thing Over Desert Island jukebox selection from the Hold Steady's Franz Nikolai, the American music club with Over and Done from their 1993 album Mercury. We turn now to brothers Scott and Grant Hutchinson from the Scottish group Frightened Rabbit. When they drop by our studio in February of this year, we pose to them the same Desert Island jukebox challenge, and Scott, the band's chief songwriter, dove in first. Given what we just played, his choice should ring familiar. Well, given all we've been talking about is my heartache, I'm going to say Stay Positive by The Whole Steady. Wow, that's a good choice. Yeah. We just had them in here on the show just recently. Oh, really? oh wow. Mm-hmm. Sitting Excellent. in that same chair where you're there you at. Oh, <laughs> huge. I'm, I'm honored and blessed. Wow. <laughs> I feel it. You know, The Whole Steady is such an American band. Yeah. But, but something about what Craig Finn is doing translates for you? Absolutely. I mean, uh, 
it's the drinking and the you know <laughs> seriously it's, yeah, which it is, is universal yeah it's soaked in uh, in alcohol which I love and it really it definitely speaks to the part of me that likes going downstairs into dive bars in the daytime mm-hmm. and forgetting that it's daytime you know and uh, so yeah yeah his, his uh, lyrics are entirely universal and definitely apply to Scottish life also. Yeah, well, soaked in alcohol and, and, and the thoughts that go through your head when you're in that state and the conversations you may have when, yeah. you're, when you're on your third or fourth uh, one in an hour or whatever. I, I, yeah, I just love that he sings like he's drunk as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like he's making some big point in a bar. That's yeah, exactly how it would be. Shouting, you know, at you. shouting at you, telling you exactly how it is. <laughs> It's a pretty good description. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys have a aesthetic. career as rock critics if this other thing falls apart. When there weren't any parties, she'd park by the quarry, walk into the woods until she came to a clearing where townies would gather and drink until blackout, smoke six till they're sick, pack bowls and then pass out. Windows wide open to let the hard rock in. This was a rage. It didn't need much convincing The girls gave her flares But the boys were quite pleasant To be totally honest They didn't seem much different When there weren't any parties Sometimes she'd party with townies After the parties It was always arousing When they'd rev up their engines It's hard to describe So she kept it a secret The girls that she lived with They knew nothing about it The night with the fight And the butterfly night Was the first night she spent With that one guy she liked She gave him a ride some kid's house in Cleveland He stayed there for two weeks The cops finally found him He didn't seem that different Except for the blood on his jacket One for the Cutters by The Hold Steady Scott Hutchinson of uh, Fright and Rabbit Honored the former Sound Opinions guest By choosing their 2008 album Stay Positive to take with him If stranded on a desert island Scott and his brother Grant also visited the show this year, and Grant was next to pop a quarter into the Desert Island jukebox. I'll uh, go with uh, Planet Waves by Bob Dylan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not, not exactly the first choice for uh, a lot of Dylan. No, I'm, I'm actually reading, reading the um, Across the Great Divide at the moment, the yeah, that's history like of the band. 20 or 30 uh, probably down the list. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> what is it about that favorite? record? It's the band. You yeah, know, yeah. I, 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 I love it. And... Uh, I recently found it on vinyl and uh, read on the back the recording dates, and it was done in like, over two days, mm-hmm. which just you makes can feel it even that, more though. impressive. Yeah, yeah, you can. It's just like this kind of bounds along in this uh, really sort of ramshackle way, um, and I, I, I really like it. On a night like this, here it is on a night like so this from Planet Waves, Bob Dylan's 1974 record on Sound Opinions. Hold on to me so tight. And heat up some coffee ground We got much to talk about And much to reminisce It sure is right On a night like this On a night like this I'm so glad you're 
like this from Bob Dylan's 1974 album Planet Waves on Sound Opinions. That's the record Grant Hutchinson of Frightened Rabbit would take with him to the desert island. Greg, we're going to wrap up this Sound Opinions Desert Island Jukebox special with a performance from two of our guests, Wayne Coyne and Stephen Drozd of The Flaming Lips. The duo were in here in our studio in 2006 for something of a career retrospective. With Wayne at the mic and Stephen on piano, we couldn't resist ending the interview by asking them to actually play their Desert Island jukebox selections. Of course, with Wayne Coyne, the challenge is to actually get him to pin down one favorite, even just for that particular moment on that particular day. But we certainly tried. What is the most interesting, you know, thing to you right now? What what is exciting you about playing music right now? We are, are playing with a something? band called Black Moth Super Rain. Oh, they're great! And I, I love them. And I have to say that I did not know that this I would like this record as much as I as I do. Yeah. Um, I didn't even acknowledge that I liked it until I just kept playing it over and over. And then about two weeks later, I was like, oh, I guess this, this is a cool record. I don't know. I have no reason. I don't know why so they're they're playing the shows with us. So. It hasn't even been our own music that I've been um, obsessing about lately. But if we were to think, what, what is, what, what is a, a, a trip that you've been on lately? Honestly, I've been listening to a lot of Bob Dylan. It's very weird. I'm that is to, weird for you. I know. I know. I, know. When I, you, when you I went through a little phase in the early 90s, and I sort of, but now like the first five records, I'm listening to those over and over again. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. I don't, know. I don't know why now. I'm 38. I'm just now getting around to it. Do you know any Bob Dylan songs? Uh, I, I know a few, yeah. Do you know any? Play one. I'll see if I know it. Uh, let me see. Uh, do you know Hard Rain's Gonna Fall? my son. you know that one? And where did you find my darling young one? That's where he walks through the graveyard with... Oh, you know my back pages, don't you? 20, dri- 20 bleeding hammers. We're, we're going to figure out something here. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly became a rock. Well, this Eric is this is where the myth is broken. Everybody thinks that every songwriter in the world would know the Bob Dylan catalog all the way through. You know, and even though I, I love Bob Dylan, I don't I don't think about him that much. You know my back pages? That was one you used to I don't play know. You sing it. Just sing uh, it real quick. I don't know the lyrics. I don't know the words. I don't know them all that thorough. I'd screw it right, up. Let's again, see what about it's um, on the radio. I'm, I'm beautiful. I can go right with it. But when uh, it's just me, I'm I'm totally lost. <laughs> yeah. uh, we reached an impasse. Um, yeah, this what, is what's the, same. the song you did for the Lennon record? 
Oh, that, that was we starting didn't do, over. You know, luckily yeah. we didn't pick a song that we thought was really one of our favorites. You know, I think everybody picks these these big songs of John Lennon's uh, "Imagine" and and uh, 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 "Number Nine Dream" and all these that we would have picked. Um, but they, I, I know we were the, probably the last people to record for it because they said, "Do this song." No one's done this song, yeah. and I know kids from the '80s are going to love this yeah. song. You know, everybody wants to pick the big important songs, and we. Like a lot of these things that we've talked about, say, oh, whatever, we don't care. It's John Lennon, whatever. We, we were given the song um, Starting Over, Starting Over <laughs> yeah, yeah. which was like, ah, oh, just. But Stephen, because he has imagination and he's creative, the thing that we would, we didn't like about the song was the, the, the 50s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Elvis, yeah. you know, all those guys 50s, liked Elvis, and we never yeah, dug Elvis that much yeah. or whatever, you know. And so he found a way to get the, the 50s-ness out of it. <laughs> and then we felt like, oh, I don't know what the song is just about him and Yoko going off on some vacation, I guess. But it, 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 for some reason, it it made it again. I know. It's like we want to do How Do You Sleep or one of those heavy songs or something. <laughs> you know. Working Class yeah. Hero. Do you remember it? Uh, work, uh-huh. Working Class Hero or, or Starting Over? Starting Over. Sure, I remember a little bit of it, yeah. <laughs> Our life. This could apply to me and Jim. Together (laughs) is so precious. Together, and it's true, we have grown. Me, probably more than you, but we have grown. And though our love is still special, this is where it would get weird if it was me and you. Let's take a chance and fly away somewhere alone. <laughs> Without Michelle? It's been so long since we took the time. No one's to blame by no time flies so quickly. But when I see you, darling, it's like we've both are fallen in love again. It'll be just like starting over. Starting over. We're doing the whole thing? I don't think we should. Okay, we'll just let it go there. Right, yeah. Our life together. Just like starting over, a Desert Island jukebox track as performed by Wayne Coyne and Stephen Droz through the Flaming Lips on Sound Opinions. That tops off the Desert Island jukebox editions for this week and this year. We want to thank our guest jukebox programmers, and a complete list of all of their selections will be in the episode's footnotes at soundopinions.org. Hey, uh, Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Jim, we're going to take 2009 out with a bang. You and I are going to present our mixtapes packed with our favorite songs, not just of the year, but of the decade. We have some thank yous, as always, to say on the way out. Mary Gaffney recorded our band's interviews. She does a great job for us all year long. Sound Opinions is produced, as always, by our team of Jason Saldana and Robin Lynn, who would just love to be stranded on a desert island with us. And our fearless leader, our executive producer, is Tori Southside Malatia. 
He keeps mumbling something about wanting to take Britney Spears to the desert island, but I don't know if he's serious. <laughs> sound opinions everyone's a critic now it's time to hear what you have to say Hi, my name is Ruth Gruka, and I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois, and I just want to say that I loved, loved, loved the Christmas special. However, how come he doesn't play any Christmas rap? There's a lot of good Christmas rap out there. I think uh, you should dive into it. Thanks a lot. Love the show. Bye. Hey, uh, Greg and Jim. Uh, this is Wilbur from East Brunswick. Um, I just listened to your end-of-the-year show, which I thought was great. I always love listening to end-of-the-year summary shows, and I'm pretty happy that neither of you included Grizzly Bear in your top five for a change. But uh, you made a comment that made me think about the previous show where you did a review of Chris Brown's album, and your comment was about how there seemed to be 100,000 albums coming out. If that's the case, couldn't you have found another album to review Besides Chris Brown's album, you only have so many albums that you can review on your show in a year, and I already have enough reasons not to buy the Chris Brown uh, album, and I find it pretty hard to believe that there wasn't some other album that could have used the discussion on your show instead of Chris Brown's album. Talk to you later. Bye. I will see my name is Haddon, H-A-D-D-O-N, Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N. My number is 630-430-8150, and I'm calling from Chicago. The question I have that I think you guys need to work on is why does England produce such a disproportionately large quantity of really great bands? I'm just going through the end of your list, and there's more than a couple British bands on here.
country with a quarter of the population of the United States. It, ha it seems to have a disproportionately large effect on uh, the music in America. I mean, punk, rock, progressive rock, electronica, over and over. And I'm, it's, I wouldn't say that it's straying into a Jimmy the Greek kind of category, but why does this country, this island off the coast of Europe, which has 60 million people in it, so consistently produce so much really great music? Not that America doesn't, but there's there's something going on here that, that someone needs to put some thought on. Have a good one, and I appreciate the show. Thanks a lot. Bye. messages to give us your opinion on sound opinions call our hotline 1-888-859-1800 we'll be back next week with sound opinions from chicago public radio and american public media venture x from capital one is the travel card for people always asking where next you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.